0: That's linkedin.com slash MPN. Terms and conditions apply.
1: You may know you are listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Izzy House hosts a great podcast called the Space Marketing Podcast. Izzy, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening.
2: Space Marketing Podcast is where we explore marketing principles, strategies, and tactics through the lens of space. I talk space with some very interesting industry professionals about their challenges and successes with marketing in the new commercial space economy. This show is for business leadership, entrepreneurs, and the space curious.
1: Wow. And where in the universe can people subscribe?
2: All of the major channels. And you can also find it on MPN and spacemarketingpodcast.com.
1: You heard her. Go subscribe.
3: Welcome to Storylines Live, the only podcast where we explore the meaning and the power of the most important story in business—the one that answers why someone should buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. This is the story that defines the very character and nature of an organization. At Wordright, we call it your capital S story. In each episode, we feature guests who have great insights on business storytelling, who can share their experiences and key learnings to help you and your organization do a better job of sharing your capital S story to deliver remarkable business results. Today we're honored to have Steve Fretzen as our guest. Steve is kind of a business development therapist, I'm sure he'll explain that. He coaches and trains lawyers in the most modern day business development skills providing precise tips, fresh ideas, and actionable tasks that drive tangible results. He's also the host of the Be That Lawyer podcast. Steve's been featured in the Chicago Tribune, Cranes, and Entrepreneur.com, and has appeared on NBC News and WGN Radio. Steve's also written four books on legal business development. He's a regular contributor to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin, and he's published articles in Attorney at Law magazine, the National Law Review, the American Bar Association, and the Illinois State Bar Association. Steve, welcome to Storylines Live.
4: Hey, thanks, Paul. So happy to be here.
3: Anything I missed in your background you think I should highlight?
4: Uh, you know, great father and fisherman and, like uh, that. you know, paddle tennis player and all those things, all the, all the activities I enjoy with my, with my family and my friends. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think business development therapist has been coined, uh, I didn't coin that, but someone else did for me and, uh, nice. someone else said lawyer whisperer and uh, they're all good. They're all, they're all, mm-hmm. you know, they're all interesting to me. So I appreciate that.
3: Business development therapist, lawyer whisperer. Those are really, really good. We'll talk about that a little bit, because one of the things we focus on at our firm is uh, story archetypes, and and those are great. They give people a picture of who you are in the marketplace of ideas, right, Steve? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and one of the reasons that, that I wanted to have you on is because you are also a podcaster, as I mentioned a moment ago. Tell us a little bit about the Be That Lawyer podcast.
4: Yeah. So I, it's one of those situations I've been doing it for about three and a half years. I'm just over 320 episodes in coming up on a hundred thousand downloads. And if, if someone asked me, you know, did you start it too late? I would say, absolutely. It's something I should have been doing six, seven, eight years ago, not three and a half years ago. Um, it is one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. And I'll give you a couple of reasons. Number one is and this goes to your deal, like, you know, telling your story and to do it in a natural, authentic way, where people can really get to know you, get to know your voice, get to feel like they're your friend because they're listening to you, you know, whether you're doing your own thing or you're interviewing people. And it just, it just is a great way to connect differently than the books, differently than articles, things that I do where I try to get my voice heard, but it doesn't come across quite the same as when you're, again, literally in the room with someone uh, that's listening. The other thing is, Paul, like with you and I, and with, with the other people that I've, um, interviewed, um, I'm developing relationships and these relationships have been so critical, not only to my success, but I'm also able to refer my clients and refer, you know, people that uh, come to me with problems, you know, potential solutions. So if they're coming to me for marketing help, I have all these new relationships of all the top marketing people around the country for lawyers, or if they're coming to me, they want a book. Like I've got you know, and it's not every day that I'm getting, you know, you know, inundated with that, but the, the, the fact that I have all these relationships, some of them have, have, have gone just like to a whole other level where we're, we're, you know, talking on a regular basis as friends and all that. So it's just, I think it's just been a great experience and not only that, but just putting out great content that I think people really enjoy and it's useful, right? They can, they can listen
3: to a podcast
4: and get value from it.
3: Yeah. And, you know, Uh, as I'm sure may be the case for people who are right now consuming this episode, you can multitask. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, a lot of podcasts uh, wind up on on YouTube and, you know, eventually we'll be on YouTube with storylines live. We aren't uh, right now, but you cannot watch a video and drive. Okay. But you can consume a podcast. You can even do it at 1.25 or 1.5 speed uh, while you're driving or exercising or commuting in some other way. It's just a great tool. But Steve, holy cow. 300 episodes in a little more than three years. Now I'm not a math genius, but you're dropping like what two a week? Yeah, we're doing two a week. And
4: I'll tell you what happened was I was I was getting inundated with so many great guests mm. that I was stockpiling completed podcasts to the degree where I'd say, Hey, Paul, you know, today's this month, and I'm gonna have you have your show air in about four months. And the person would be like, Four months. I'm like, Well, yeah. And so I said wait a second I think I think two things one is if I can if I can get to two a week that's obviously I'm creating a lot more content a lot more social media a lot more you know things for people to consume and then B people wouldn't have to wait that long and then can I just keep that consistent and a big part of that by the way and I think you've have it and I have it is having a great production company because if I had to edit and produce and develop graphics and and yeah. do all this stuff myself forget it like I w- that would be almost a full-time job I don't that's not that's not my superpower. And that's not my interest. So having a great production team with a podcast, where things get done for you, and you just have to air just have to record the episode, upload it, and I'm kind of out. And yeah. everybody else is handling everything around me that that allows me to create great content and not and not get behind and and, and feel like I have pressures, I have to produce more and more um uh, episodes, because they're just happening.
3: That's awesome stuff, Steve. And we're going to dig more into that in the in the second half of, of this episode. But Steve, one of the things we do when we have guests on Storylines Live is we ask them to answer one of those questions that is uh, critical to the capitalist story. Why would somebody buy from you, work uh, for you, invest in you, a partner with you? And um, I just ask. I know that there's from from uh, our correspondence beforehand, there's probably two of those that are really important to you and your business. Could you share with the audience what those are?
4: So I think there's a couple of things that have happened in my life that have dictated where I've gone and how I who I've become and how I work. So number one is in 1996, I was involved in a really bad plane crash where we crash landed into a house, and there's a whole you know, 30 minutes to an hour story behind that, usually better over a beer. The takeaway from that, you know, being basically, you know, without arms in a wheelchair for, for a number of months was you only have one shot at this thing. And whether that's a car crash, cancer, whatever, you need to make the most of it. And my my thought was, not only do I need to make the most of my life, but I need to leave this world better than I found it. I need to have an impact. So when I think about, you know, where I ended up in the legal industry, there's an opportunity for me to make an impact that maybe wouldn't happen if I was just a generalist, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea and and how it came to me, you know, was was more by chance than by choice. Uh, With the recession of 2008, you know, I started getting inundated with lawyers who had lost hours and who had, you know, been fired from a GC role and needed to go solo and all the different things that happened. And it really led me to lean into the industry and say, hey, I can really make a difference. And uh, between my father being a lawyer and I never had an interest in being a lawyer or anything like that. That's not my jam. But the idea that I can help this amazing group of people live the best possible life, make the most money, pay for their kids' college, you know, get a second home, you know, have multi million dollar books of business, you know, that is my greatest pleasure is to, is to, is to invest my energy and time with those folks that want to learn and want to grow. And here's the other side perk, Paul is mm-hmm. I'm creating a tremendous amount of content that is useful to everyone else. So yeah. if somebody wants direct impact with me and, and me on them, that's great. And if not, then here I've got a podcast, I've got books, I've got articles, I've got videos, I've got everything else that you can do to kind of learn on your own and do it yourself. But at the end of the day, it's 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 I just want to I want to really invest my energies in helping you know the legal community as a whole uh, to to understand that there's more to it than just practicing the law.
3: Yeah, that is that is so true. And I know we're going to dig into that in a few minutes because we want to talk specifically about how you and your firm help lawyers become much better at uh, business development, which is not something that they're taught in, in law school. Um, obviously, Storylines Live, our focus is exploring this one specific story that we've defined. But I'm just curious, Steve, what's your general take on the role of storytelling in your work and in the work of the people that you help
4: it's a, it's a, it's an important role i think the the lawyers that i work with now so so number one is i'm continually telling my story and sharing you know my superpowers and what i do to help lawyers with the world through my content um every day and I think what that does is it is, is it shows by example the way that lawyers that I work with need to behave and the way that they need to get their story out. And so we dig in. If somebody has a background in the military, you know, maybe we want to leverage that. If they have a background in a particular industry, maybe we want to leverage that. They had something unique happen to them in their world. So I think when we look at personal branding and how they're going to be thought of in the space that's going to be really critical to how we work together because that impacts you know, the infomercial we, we write together. That impacts where they're spending their time developing relationships and putting out content. So it's a continual thing that we're looking at their background and, and where they want to spend their time and, and where they're going to you know, maybe drive the greatest audience. Mm-hmm. And so I think we work hand in hand to do that, even though I'm not like a branding expert or a marketing right. expert, like I'm not you know, creating a website or anything like that you have to consider the, the the branding the marketing and the in the in the story within the business development sphere because you might be missing something really important to that development
3: yeah and uh you know of course i'm sure a fair number of people who are going to be listening to this episode um are in the legal profession um it's relatively recent although not as recent as it used to be that the lawyers were were even able uh, to market uh their services in the last uh, few decades, several decades. Uh, And what we always say at our firm, Steve, is before you had a brand, you had a story. And so if you you roll back to when attorneys couldn't really do some of the things that they can do today, how were they getting business? They had to explain to people who they were and why they should be hired rather than some other attorney. And The law, Steve, is one of those professions where um, you can't legally practice unless you have a license, right? So th- that's a table stake, right? And uh, one of the things that drives me bananas uh, when we start working uh, with firms and we've worked with a lot of firms over the 20 some years that we've been in business, you know your 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 case citations, your certifications, uh, your specialty memberships, those are all table stakes, right? I mean, those will get you in the in the room, right? Uh, generally speaking, Um, depending upon the type of case that your potential client is looking at, you are going to be referred by a friend and then that's a different sort of a conversation or you're going to be one of two or three people who's evaluated for the opportunity. And and so for me, that's, that's where the story becomes important because to be in that group of two or three people, you're already going to have to be an expert. You're already going to have to have those certifications. You can't just waltz in and say, I'm a lawyer hire me. Um I don't know your thoughts on that.
4: Yeah I mean we're we're trying to you know in any any service business you're trying to get away from you know uh the the transactional model of you know I want to buy an attorney that attorney is 400 dollars an hour what am I getting for 400 and making it you know it's a this for that like right? like buying a pen or buying a you know USB drive or something and we want it to be about emotion. We want it to be about um, their belief in the lawyer, that the lawyer is going to solve an emotional problem in and in a, in a potentially financially disastrous, you know, a problem or whatever the situation is, you know, from divorce to litigation to transaction, you know, yeah. you want to avoid risk. It And there needs to be an emotional connection. And so I think when there's a story there and there's a connection made, and I think some of that happens in the relationship and some of that happens in the way that the lawyers, you know, has that bedside manner. Yes. Um, similar to a therapist, asking a lot of questions, learning, understanding, demonstrating empathy. These are things that lawyers struggle with. Many of them focus on, you know, what I would consider the prescription, not the diagnosis. They yes. they focus on, you know, why their firm is so great, the the cases they've won. And that might be a part of the story, but that's not, there's no emotional connection generally tied to that. So I'd almost prefer them to hold off on the story and hold off on them. I mean, you can do that up front, but you can, do it later when, when, when it's going to be a matter of, okay, are we ready to pull the trigger? You know, here's the final thing you need to hear to say, yes, you know, that might be the time to differentiate or, or share the story and why, you know, what someone's why might be to, to work with them versus the other two law firms that they're evaluating.
3: That's really great insight, Steve. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that strikes me uh, about lawyers is that, you know, you mentioned therapists but like doctors, like accountants, when you engage an attorney, As a client generally speaking that is a relationship that involves some great degree of sensitivity if it's a a business case a a litigator it might be whether or not the business survives or as you pointed out a moment ago a divorce or some other personal matter that is deeply deeply um, personal in a way that you're essentially opening up as a client an aspect of your life to somebody as a trusted professional. And most people don't do that willy-nilly, right? So that yeah. establishment of a relationship and that sharing of a story are really, really critical. Folks, we'll be right back in a minute with more from Steve Fretzen, host of the Be That Lawyer podcast and the owner of Fretson.com. Um, and uh, we'll talk more about how Steve works with lawyers to help them achieve great success.
1: You may know you are listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Izzy House hosts a great podcast called the Space Marketing Podcast. Izzy, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening.
2: Space Marketing Podcast is where we explore marketing principles, strategies, and tactics through the lens of space. I talk space with some very interesting industry professionals about their challenges and successes with marketing in the new commercial space economy. This show is for business leadership, entrepreneurs, and the space curious.
1: Wow. And where in the universe can people subscribe?
2: All of the major channels. And you can also find it on MPN and spacemarketingpodcast.com.
3: You heard her. Go subscribe. Folks, thanks for being with us on this episode of Storylines Live, the only podcast where you explore the meaning and power of the most important story in business, the one that answers why somebody should buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. Our guest in this episode, Steve Fretzen, a business development therapist, a lawyer whisperer who works with attorneys to help them improve their business development skills to create remarkable books of business. Steve, if I were to meet you in a networking event, how would you describe the way you help your ideal clients?
4: Typically, I I I you know have an infomercial that that goes something like this. I'm Steve Fretson. I work exclusively with individual attorneys to help them dramatically grow their law practices. Many attorneys come to me when they feel like they're um, you know, on an island and they really don't have the answers to how to effectively grow a book of business. They feel like they're um, uh, just try to make it up as they go along. And it's not a great use of their time. They're frustrated with the results. They're looking for better methodologies. And most importantly, they understand that control and freedom in one's career comes from having that book of business so that you can move portably and laterally and go out on your own or have that that direction or have some influence within your firm all of that happens today with the book of business not just being a great lawyer. So my job is to help lawyers have their best year every year. And so that's that's really how I kind of describe what I do. It's 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 taking lawyers who don't know anything. It's like a whiteboard that has nothing written on it and we're able to just say, "All right, let's figure out the plan, let's figure out the processes that you're going to follow, let's figure out how you're going to improve" your skills over time so that you never have to worry about that business again and you can have your own clients and not work for five attorneys at your firm and six clients that throw work at you and you got 11 bosses um this is a much better way to run a career again if if that's something you're motivated towards doing
3: yeah i would think that there are a few lawyers who wouldn't be motivated towards that because it's
4: it's a great percentage actually which How is which describe? is which is interesting but that's that's what i've seen yeah
3: it's like legal hell to me um, I'm, I'm a member of Vistage and I, I have a managing partner of a law firm in my group. And whenever we have a speaker talking about sales, uh, my friend typically leaves the room. And I would uh. say that his reaction to sales is really common in the legal field. Lawyers don't really consider consider themselves salespeople. And, and you have this concept that I'd love for you to share more about. Sales-free selling—that seems to me to be exactly what most lawyers want.
4: I think it's the prescription that they've been looking for. And so, when I got into legal back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, the thing that really drew the lawyers to me was that I said, "Hey, I'm not going to teach you how to sell. I'm not going to teach you how to convince people. I'm not going to teach you how to be a, you know a better pitch man or woman. Um, I'm actually going to teach you how to not sell." And they'd look at me funny and go, "What is that?" And I'd say, "It's it, we're gonna we're gonna work on." how to develop relationships. We're going to talk about how do we walk a buyer through a buying decision, through questions and empathy and understanding and qualifying and seeing that it's a fit. And we're actually going to make business development enjoyable because you're going to follow a proven model that is not salesy. And lawyers, especially the introverted lawyers, Paul, they they've been dying for something like this to come along for them to sink their teeth into where they can say, all right, step one, do this, say that step two. And we customize it a little bit, but the idea is that you don't have to, it's like me walking into a courtroom after seeing my cousin Vinny and a couple law and orders and saying, Hey, I'm going to run this trial. I mean, I'm, I know enough to kind of figure it out a little bit, but within 10 minutes, the judge is going to be yelling at me. So the, the idea that there is a, that, you know, there's a methodology, you can go back to school and learn these skills in a sales free environment, well, that's sort of that's that's a fantastic prescription for many attorneys, as long as again they're motivated to change and motivated to grow and develop. Because as you know, with a coach and a player, you know I'm only as good as a coach if my player wants to play. So I'm really looking for a, a sliver of the legal population that is motivated to grow, and then we can make magic together. But that takes a moment in their life, or it takes a a, a, a buildup of of bad things or, or uncomfortable things happening to them where they realize that that there may be a, may, may, might make sense to work with me.
3: Well, let's dig into that just a little bit. In, in your experience these days and this post-COVID world that we live in, what is the triggering event or what's going on in a lawyer's life typically that causes them to reach out to you and say, I need help with this?
4: Yeah, and I was telling you this a little bit before we we hit the record button, but you know, a, a gentleman comes to me and he says, "Look, I've been working my butt off for, you know, you know, thousands of hours a year for so many years. You know, that client slowed down and I now am stuck with no business or very little business and I need to go and develop and I don't know." He's like, "I have this huge list of names and I've no idea what to do with them. I have no idea what to say." how to meet with them, how to get, you know, business from them. Like it's all uncomfortable. It all feels like I'm I'm desperate and that's a horrible right feeling and a horrible way to kind of enter into it. So I think it's typically someone decides to go solo. They've had it with the political internal, you know, dealings of a firm. It could be that they're moving laterally to a different environment and they have a half a million and they want to get to a million, two million. There's something where they want to keep their foot on the pedal. They don't want to let up with this new firm. Uh, They just got elevated to equity or partner and they're like, Hey, now you got to develop business. And they're like, okay, that sounds exciting. Not, you know, it's like on top of all my hours and my family and the things now I have to develop business. That seems like a tremendous amount of time and quite frankly, wasted time because I'm just going to get out there and run around in circles. So that those are the triggers that I'm, that I'm dealing with on a regular basis and they're all solvable. Uh, It's just a matter of, of, does someone get to the point where they can, kind of draw a line in the sand and say, I need to make a kind of, it's like, you don't just willy nilly decide you're going to go get an MBA, right? right? You have to have enough reason, enough impetus to to want to do that. And what I'm doing with lawyers is similar to an MBA, but in business development.
3: Mm. That's awesome, Steve, the way you describe that. And, you know, uh, as you mentioned earlier, um, and, and maybe some of the lawyers will be listening to this episode might might disagree. On first hearing this but I find lawyers to be very passionate individuals and if they are able to speak with passion about what gets them out of bed and gets them to the office every day why do they do what they do for clients right that's the kind of selling if you will that that really seems to work in the legal profession right it's it it's it's about connecting as you said, uh, in relationships with your, your, your prospects and clients. And, and certainly as you pointed out a minute ago, a lot of times, especially in larger firms, uh, I mean, they're not frankly, and in, 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 in no disrespect to anyone. They're not a lot of firms that do a great job of teaching rising associates or, 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 or new partners or whatever to, or laterals to, to go out and develop business. Right. It's just kind of like figure it out on your own. Right. Uh, right. And so there's a need for what you do. Can you talk for a minute about the the competitive set that you you're working against? What what are the options uh, for lawyers? How do you stand out from other people who may claim to help lawyers do what you do?
4: Yeah, and there, and there's a tremendous a number of coaches. I mean, when I got into legal in 2008, there were you know you know maybe 10 or 20 of us. Now there's hundreds, and they all have a different method. They all have a different way of approaching it. What I have figured out is that um coaching co- there's two different elements. There's coaching and there's training, yes. right. and what I was what was happening, Paul, was I was in a coaching meeting with someone, and every time that lawyer would open his or her mouth, I'd have to teach them something and teach them something. And so our entire coaching session, which is meant to, you know, um, improve skills. It's meant to, you know, um, you know, it it, it, it kind of, you know, get them to answer questions and, and motivate them to, to grow and develop and do the things they're supposed to do and the accountability, but it was spending all that time training. So what I, what I've done for 20 years is I've combined a class where I actually put lawyers in a class with other lawyers from around the country. And we work together on those skills because without the skills, coaching is minimally valuable. Now, if we take training and and they're learning all these skills and and, and they're out on the field using them, right, actually producing, you know, meetings that produce results or, or make mistakes that's where the coaching comes in so you you went on a meeting you, let's debrief it together let's role play let's what happened and how are you going to improve that's what coaching is it's the learning and improving piece not the training piece so most coaches just do the coaching and i've came up i've come up with a program where you get a combination of a class and the coaching and i'm on full retainer so they can call me on a weekend and evening whenever they need because they've got something coming up and they need my my input right away that's pretty unique in the space but here's what's interesting i don't consider any of the coaches around the country and there's as i said hundreds of them now competitors because i don't hear their names that i'm going up against that competitor that competitor that competitor i'm going up against lawyer apathy that's the competitor for me lawyers doing nothing lawyers just kind of staying in the mud drudging through to get their hours billed and to hopefully keep their job another year or that nothing changes. That's what I'm dealing with. And so Mm. the best analogy I have for people that that I'm dealing with is it's like, if I'm a fitness instructor, Paul, and I'm dealing with a room full of obese people holding Twinkies and Ho-Hos and saying, Hey, put those down and let's talk about losing weight. That's not what they want to do. Right. And so lawyers that are billing hours and that are just trying to get through the day, get home to their kids Mm-hmm. And their wife and all that, or whatever the family situation is, like that's they're just they're just doing that day after day, year after year, not thinking about what, you know, what m- they may need to do to advance their their best interests down the road.
3: Man, Steve, I, I love that. I especially like your idea of teaching and creating the class environment. So many attorneys that I've worked with over the years, when they reach this critical point in their career that you are describing, they feel like they're alone right? And it just strikes me that getting a number of really smart, rising legal minds together to talk about this subject that they don't understand, and probably some of them really hate, and they get to see, oh, it's not just me, right? Yeah.
4: It's one of my greatest pleasures has been running this class. And the most interesting thing, Paul, too, is I have people they, they go through my content like twice in six months and so I have lawyers that are starting today and then I have lawyers that have been in for three or four months and I ask I continually because it's all done by Zoom I continually have to engage them because staring at a screen and, and being on a zoom for a long period of time can be you know can be difficult so I'm continually engaging them but here's the best part when I can watch and listen to one of my clients that have been in the class for three, four months, start to teach the new people what they've learned and what worked for them and how it went and where they are and where they used to be, that's, and then then that new client in three months is gonna do the same thing. So while as much as I enjoy coaching and training The joy is to watch the the members of this program work with each other and support each other and network together, but most importantly, teach each other what they've learned. And, you know, I felt that when I started this, you know, I didn't like what Steve said and how he approached, you know, X, Y, Z, but then I did it and it worked to a T and I've been using it ever since. And I've had, I've had amazing meetings, you know, that productive meetings. And so hearing that from an attorney and hearing that validation and that proof, not from me, but from their peers, it goes a long way. It goes a long way to the to the, to the mutual success of everyone that, that I'm working with. It's wonderful.
3: Yeah, you know, it's uh, reminds me of a, a a joke that uh I think it's suitable for a podcast and suitable for. Work. But uh, you know, what's the difference between advertising and PR? Advertising is when you come in to the office the morning after your your big date and you tell everybody how great you were. And uh PR is when your date comes into the office the morning after your big date and tells everybody how great you were. And- <laughs> This is a variation here, right? Because lawyers are professional skeptics. Their lives in large measure and their success comes from working with clients to make sure they don't step on landmines. So they're professional skeptics. And so to get that third-party validation, right, to have another lawyer who's a few steps further along the path from them in the process that you're working with them on say, yeah, you know what? This really works. In fact, let me tell you how it's worked for me, right? That's
4: yeah, awesome. it, it and that's where I get most of my clients is fr- is from referrals from my happy clients, right? Because then, then everybody's you know, it, it, for me to try to you know find someone new that is motivated at the at the right moment in their career is very challenging. But when they're talking to their lawyer friends who happen to be my clients about their struggle, their interest in growth, um, the challenges they're having you know then it's just an immediate you need to talk with Steve you know you need to listen to his podcast you need to start getting this content going because you know it'll change your life and it'll get you on a better path and then they come to me and they're like almost you know kind of you know pre-sold it's like I don't have to do much all I want to do is evaluate where they are where they want to go where are their gaps and if those those match up with what I do you know then we're we're rock solid and if they don't then then what I do is I try to be a resource and send them to the right coach or send them to the right you know, place to find what they're looking for that may not be me, but right. that's okay. I need to work with the people that make sense for me, not right. the people that, you know, I need to jam into a hole. And that's, again, goes back to sales-free selling, trying to find that perfect fit so that you're going to have a, a positive and, and impactful, you know, engagement.
3: Oh, absolutely. Such great stuff there, Steve, truly. La- uh, last major question for you before we wrap up here. Business development is not marketing. Marketing is not business development, but they go hand in hand together. What's your take on that? How how should uh a lawyer's marketing and business development sync up?
4: Yeah, I speak a lot on that. And as I mentioned earlier, um, I practice, you know, what I preach. I, I never want to feel like I'm a hypocrite where I'm telling people what to do and I'm not doing it myself. In fact, my clients, you know, in many cases say, I just want to market like you, or I want to sell like you, or I want to whatever. So what I do is I talk about um the the best thing you can do as a lawyer to grow business or any any business person right is to climb a mountain but you have to climb both sides you've got the marketing side and you've got the business development side and if you climb both at the same time you meet at the peak and that's where that's where the business is that's where the the regular sustainable growth and business is so the marketing is going to be content creation, video articles, podcast, books, whatever it might be, and the social media that drives that engagement and drives that brand, right and drives that story, right? The other side of it is the business development side. That's where you drive relationships of people that can spread your story and that um, can that you know, want to send business your way. And so lawyers that do both, and you could do one or the other and still be successful, but when you do both equally well or relatively, you know, well, uh, it's a game changer. And I feel like for me, I've done an unbelievable job in business development because that's what I'm teaching every day. But if if anybody searches me on LinkedIn or my website or anything, like you're going to, or just Google my name, you're mm-hmm. going to see, you know, maybe 50, 60, 80 pages of content that I've created as, and I'm, as I'm building my audience, as I'm building content and putting it out there, which is really the most important thing. You have to, can't be a best kept secret. So That's really where I come come across on. And I work with lawyers on both. Well, I'm not a marketing website guy. I'm not going to run a pay-per-click campaign or any of that. There's specialists for that. But personal branding, infomercial, how are you going to use your social media and use your content to get ahead while you're building relationships? That's that's absolutely my jam.
3: Wow, that is great, Steve. Folks, Steve Fretzen, lawyer, whisperer, business development therapist. Steve, where can people find you?
4: Yeah, I'm all over LinkedIn. If you just type in my name, Steve Fretzen, you can go to my website, fretson.com. If you're interested in a free 30-minute consult to kind of identify where your gaps are and where you can grow, you can also email me at steve at fretson.com. That's F-R-E-T-Z-I-N. And I'm always happy to talk, you know, Paul, with, with your audience or any lawyer that feels like it's time to, to make a change and to take a step forward. It's it's that's I love those meetings. And even if somebody doesn't work with me and we find that it's not a fit, I absolutely will do my best to try to figure out where to send them and how to help them and add value, you know, regardless.
3: Love that, Steve. That is absolutely awesome. Thoroughly enjoyed our conversation this episode. I think we'll have to chat about having you back at some point, maybe when you write your fifth book. huh? Oh
4: my God, that that's, that's going to hurt my brain just thinking about that. But I, I so appreciate you, Paul, and I appreciate you having me on the show. And hopefully this was, you know, helpful
3: to your audience. Absolutely. Folks, thanks for joining us on this episode of Storylines Live. We'll see you next time. As we dig into the most important story in business, the one that explains why somebody should buy from you, work for you, invest in you or partner with you, your capital S story.
1: You may know you are listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Izzy House hosts a great podcast called the Space Marketing Podcast. Izzy, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening.
2: Space Marketing Podcast is where we explore marketing principles, strategies, and tactics through the lens of space. I talk space with some very interesting industry professionals about their challenges and successes with marketing in the new commercial space economy. This show is for business leadership, entrepreneurs, and the space curious.
1: Wow. And where in the universe can people subscribe?
2: All of the major channels. And you can also find it on MPN. And SpaceMarketingPodcast.com.
1: You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit MarketingPodcasts.net.